Welcome into the Irish NFL show, instant reaction to week 10. We've just seen some crazy endings to the NFL slate this evening in both the early and the evening slate. Tonight I have Kieran Boyle, originally from Dublin, based out of Florida, join me to go through these mad, mad finishes. Kieran, great to have you on the show. Brian, thank you. Appreciate it as always. Big fan. Love the, uh, love the ability to contribute. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Where do we start? I'm going to start with... Let's, let's not start with the Colts and the Pats. <laughs> no, well, look, mate, you, you probably saw on social today we had Christine and Shane at the game. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Not a lot to write home about, and obviously they tried to gauge Bill Belichick's humour after the game in the press conference. They didn't get much out of him. They yeah. got much more out of the, uh, the 6 o'clock game. They're going to start with the Ravens and the Browns because mm. like, we joked on tours. Every time we all picked the one team they seem to lose and everybody's been kind of bigging up the Ravens recently and earlier on in the season we were all bigging up the 49ers then we were bigging up the Bills and someone up on the on social tonight the Ravens were smelling themselves and they probably were a 24-9 up the Browns mm-hmm. come back with a huge huge win in the division what were your thoughts on this one as the game kind of transpired yeah I mean, watching the start I mean, the Ravens were just rolled it was just play after play I mean, it was I mean, it when Hamilton blocked that that punt, and then they scored soon. I think it was fourteen nothing with five minutes gone in the first quarter, and then when Odell scored, I mean, you're like, oh, this is gonna be a route. I'll just you know, red zone. I'll just have that on, and I'll be looking at the other games. But you know, it's Lamar. It's it's. I don't know what it is. Like that comment with that they you know they found themselves. I don't know if it's complacency, uh, what it is, but I mean, two picks. It's not a good look. I mean, he gets. He looked frustrated. He looks annoyed on the on the sideline. I don't know. It's not a not a great look. And in that division, I mean, the way the the Browns are and the way their defense is swarming, I don't know. Doesn't look good for uh, for Lamar right now. The Browns have played two games recently where they've come out the right side of the games. One in, in Indianapolis, 29-27, and they win a high yeah. scoring game tonight. Now the Browns' defense under Jim Schwartz has been fantastic this year. But strangely enough, the biggest wins they've had is in games where the defense hasn't been able to kind of subdue offences but it mm. shows a lot for the team and for uh, the, the team and where they are at the moment bearing in mind the difficult difficult season they had last year that they're right in the mix now in this division mm-hmm. and no problem scoring points I mean they can put up 30-35 you know without much without much of a problem and that's like you said it's bailing out the defence but um, Schwartz I mean that defence I mean that's top five if not if not higher I think he's he's got them humming and even without any of those big plays today, I think that offense with Deshaun Watson just kind of managing things. He wasn't spectacular today. Didn't do anything out of this world, but you know, even just even able to get Kareem Hunt into the game. It's just uh just steady. They're just, you know, touch touchdown after touchdown. They just keep it moving. They look good today. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a big win. It kind of changes the landscape potentially in in the division. Another team in the division that came out the wrong side today is the is the Bengals. They were at home to the Texans and Colm said on the show on Thursday night, if CJ Stroud was to be able to go win the Cincy and win this game in mm-hmm. the jungle, basically locks up uh, Rookie of the Year. But um, the way the game transpired, to see the Bengals come back, people probably were walking on the bases that Bengals would find a way to navigate a victory. Some drive at the end by CJ Stroud to put them in a position to win that game. It's a huge win for the Texans. They're going a team with a great head coach and a great, a great new quarterback. Yeah, and uh, you know there were there were some questions at the start of the year about his uh, his offensive weapons, but I mean Tank Dell today looked incredible. He took a huge hit. I can't remember who hit him, but it's it's almost like his body folded in half. He got you know he was back in the play a couple of plays later, 
but he's got some real great weapons around him. Um, Stroud is just, I mean, week on week. I mean, that's another great comeback. It's just added to his resume. And like you said, rookie of the year is probably pretty much locked up at this stage unless something wild happens. But another impressive win for Houston. They just keep rolling. And and Jack, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to come to that because obviously you're based down in that, that location. You're near enough to yeah. Jacksonville. And, and I, I selected the Jags going into this game. I thought the 49ers would struggle with Trey Williams. Mm-hmm. It was very much a kind of a very one-sided game. Really, on, you're going to get the sense, okay, the 49ers are already here to play to see them kind of making the point yeah. of just still one of the key teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind the Colts have won and, and we've seen the, the Texans win. Is this division still up in, up in the air or is it really the Jags to, to win? Or bearing in mind how difficult it was for them tonight. Yeah, well, the thing with the, the Jags came up against the juggernaut today. I still fancy them to win the division, you know, despite Houston and despite, you know, the Colts barely getting over the line today. Um, it looked ominous from the start today. I mean, Lawrence was getting smacked around right from the first couple of plays. I mean, the, the defense, I mean, they just came to play. I mean, um, Bosa, you know, Chase Young, they were just swarming. Um, the O-line was having issues for Jag, for the Jags. They couldn't get anything going. Um, what's telling is the side. I know uh, a lot of people from California moved to, to this area of the world, but there was a huge amount of Niners fans there. And, you know, by the end of the game, by the fourth quarter, when it was basically all done, it was just a sea of red in there. Um, I still fancy the Jags. I still, you know, they came, like I said, they came up against, you know, like the way the, the way the Giants came up against the Cowboys, they, they came up against a far superior team, just Fred from Fred Warner, you know, I mean, they kept, I forgot that McCaffrey had that streak for touchdowns going and I saw him still in when they had taken everybody else out. I'm like, why, you know, why is, why is McCaffrey still in there? But, you know, that was the reason, but just, uh, just an impressive performance ever on the defense. I mean, that uh, that strip sack for off Kirk, I forget who got it, but, you know, he ran all the way up the other end of the fields. Uh, they were they were humming today. The weather today in Jacksonville has been very, um, very unseasonable, and it was very San Francisco-like. It was mid-60s. It was foggy. It was kind of drizzly a little bit, very San Francisco-type weather. I had a feeling I could feel the vibe in the, in the air that it was going to be a big day for the Niners, and it, and it turned out to be. Yeah, we've spoke about this previously, even you know, not recording. Obviously, just offering conversations around the, the impact of the Jags in terms of the home stage in which they have. Did you see, it as a as a concern, like you touched on it there, the Met Forty Niners fans going in there. They've got the Bengals to go in there. They've got the Ravens. Are you going to be mm-hmm. overwhelmed by road team fans coming in in the sense you're making it a difficult situation for uh, well, Doug Peterson? Yeah, well, Florida in this area of Florida, we've seen a huge influx of people after COVID from all around the world, uh, well, around the country. Um, when the Cowboys play here, he, I mean, they will take the stadium over last year where the Giants played, it was probably 65, 35, maybe 70, 30 Giants fans. It was phenomenal. Um, and when the big teams come the Steelers, you know, the old team, the Steelers, the Packers teams that travel well, and especially the 49ers, there is a, uh, a large amount of people that have moved here from California and they definitely made the presence felt today. I mean, there was a sea of red up there. Um, the, the Jags though. Winning, I mean, winning solves everything. You know, they they were on a five game win streak, and the crowds are still coming. So this is a blip in the road. This is, you know, like like I said earlier, this is a juggernaut that just ran through them today. They couldn't do much about it. They'll be okay again next week, I think. Well, SoFi Stadium has been one of those stadiums in the NFL where you just touched out there, and here's a road fans coming in, and it's very much been a kind of bonus condensed for Rams and Chargers. You know, mm-hmm. 
in this game tonight, it, I wouldn't put down to any road factor or any crowd factor. This was a shootout, and essentially it was that NFL type of game we've seen over the years where essentially whoever has the ball last wins and kind of transpired that way with the Lions doing mm-hmm. enough to get into get into field goal range, winning the game 41-38, a fantastic game. Is this the credence? Tony Romo says as they're walking off, this Lions team could potentially be the NFC representation in the Super Bowl. Is it too soon to be suggesting that, or are we getting, are we getting carried away? But I, have to um, say, I was impressed with the Chargers. You know, they usually, we've seen in the past, they kind of, you know, with these type of games, they fall away. They didn't fall away tonight. Yeah. Well, they didn't fall away, but they did what Chargers do, and they find a way to, to be on the other side of the win column. Um, you know, I, the Lions are, they're, they're a great story. I just think there's too much in the NFC. I mean, they're going to have to get past San Francisco and, and even Dallas, even though Dallas hasn't really come up against a, a big contest just yet, apart from Philadelphia. And then there's Philadelphia. Um, I would be hugely surprised if, Dallas, if Detroit made it to, to Vegas. But saying that, you know, it's the playoffs. When you know, you get hot, yeah, all you need to do is get four wins together and you, you know you're there. Um, I still think there's a couple of gaps in there. I'm not sold on Goff. He, he was kind of, he was steady, not spectacular today. You know, he did just enough. I mean, Herbert was great. Um, 27 for 40, I think he was, four touchdowns. I mean, he was just, he was Herbert. But they just can't, they just find a way to, you know, whatever that little key play is towards the end of the game, they'll find a way to lose it. And, you know, unfortunately it was a field goal, but, you know, that's Brandon Staley's kind of calling card so far in his in his coaching career. He just can't get, you know, he's, he's always on the other side of those those big wins and she finds a loss. I seem to get the defense off the field in those big yeah. situations in late, late too many drives, which just just doesn't seem to change unfortunately for them. Yeah, and that's kind of that's that's the identity that the Chargers have right now, and the and the identity that's sticking to the head coach. It's can't get the big win. They you know that if they're down seven, you can almost bet that they're going to lose. And if they're up four with two minutes to go, you know that there's a chance that they're going to you know give up a touchdown and and not have a way to get back. The Detroit, I mean, they look great. Um, they were great around you know, in all aspects. You know, Anzalone and and uh, and um, Hutchinson. That's a great combo right there. But whether they can get all the way to Vegas, I don't know. I think it's too early yet. It's only week ten. The Vikings are they're pushing them hard. I know they're a couple of games back. They have to play each other twice. So you get December and January the way to kind of to schedule us. You know, put it put it together. But like the Vikings are finding ways to to win and. Mm-hmm. I said, we, we all selected the Saints on the show Thursday night we were doing the preview we all felt this would be was Joshua Dobbs was a great story last week for him to come in and play four quarters and win and he kind of fell away in the second half but the defense kind of bailed him out shall we say it was a kind of a Saints comeback just never really got to the, the final nine mm-hmm. where are you on this Vikings team because if Joshua Dobbs just pick up the system are they a danger are they, are they one of these teams that were floating under the radar yeah, I think so. I mean, as soon as Jefferson gets back, whenever it is in a couple of weeks, I mean, Dobbs played lights out. I mean, some of those plays he made, there was one of the, his touchdown when he, he veered to the right, looked like he was about to throw off, and then he, he t- turned around, tucked to the left, and jumped in on the corner. I mean, that was a great score. Um, I mean, I, I know they're, they're throwing MVP candidates all over the place, but, you know, I know it's too early for him, but that's two great games back-to-back and a big win over the Saints. I mean, James did pretty good when he came in, but, you know, it's not – it's asking too much for for someone like James to to pull a win off, but um, yeah, I mean, this with seven spots, you know, into in, in, in the wild card, I wouldn't bet against Minnesota picking that spot. 
There's a big Steelers watch party in Crow Park next uh, Saturday, and they're going to play the Browns. It's an AFC North. I heard. I heard Fanic is coming over, San Antonio Holmes. That's going to be awesome. You going to it? Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're great. There, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, an enticing evening for all uh, NFL fans in Ireland, whether you're your Steelers, Browns, or whatever you support to be there in Crow Park and witness that. I think Sky Sports going to be involved. And this Steelers team are six and three. They won twenty sixteen last week yeah. over the handicap minus three. They play against the Packers this week with twenty three nineteen covered handicap, mm-hmm. which was minus three. But yet they don't play NFL like football right now. The quarterback no. is still a question mark for a lot of people. Is it, is it purely the defense or is it the Mike Tomlin effect that's getting this team? Six and three. I mean, who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, look at Tomlin's a, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, what he's done in his time there. I and mean, that's definitely an impact. That's definitely a huge impact. I mean, Pickett, uh, 14 for 23, 126 yards. They're not winning because of him, you know, and Pickett is not getting the ball really. Najee Harris had a little bit of action today, but it's, the, you know, it's really the defense. I mean, they, they play great. They did, they, they do just enough, and the Steelers continue to win despite wondering how the heck they win. You know, they're pulling off these two. They're almost like Minnesota last year. They were on the they were on the right side of those kind of three point victories, four point victories, and they're doing enough. And I mean, that's that division. I mean, they're still in it. They're still hanging around, and they're very tough, very tough AFC North. But I, I don't know how they pull it off every week. Um, but it's you know definitely the Tomlin effect. It's something something that he's doing. Defense in the right place at the right time yeah. seems to be the case uh, over the course of the last few games. And um, probably one of the greatest stories this evening, and probably be one that will get discussed all week, is Kyler Murray. He comes back off the mm-hmm. NCL. And it uh, looks like the Falcons have edged ahead and probably likely win, win the game, judging by the nature of what we've seen from the Cardinals over the course of the season. And uh, yeah, he come, it was a tore down play, but he was scrambling for forever and a day. He finds the first down and he goes long then to Trey McBride. Mm hmm. In a, in a relative way, this card, as I said, during the week, if Kyler Murray goes back and he starts winning games, bear in mind the contract he, he has, Cardinals probably would not look at a quarterback in the draft. It's, it's They've already seen the impact of him coming back and what the, what the kind of affection is for some of the players. They were all going ultra at the end with the with the winning field goal, celebrating the fact that he's back and they've won the game. It's a big win for them all to say, bear in mind they've only the one win against the Cowboys this season. Yeah, not a huge win. I mean, um, I think it was 340, almost a calendar year has been out. And the money they're paying him, you know, he was definitely, you know, he was definitely up for this one today. Um, and he played great, you know, not spectacular, you know, electric at times, but not not overly spectacular, but he did enough, like you said. I mean, he kept him in the team, he kept him in the game. Um, and kind of like the way that the Chargers find ways, the Falcons did the same thing. They just couldn't get over the line. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're, they're good with Murray for a while. You know, there's no way that they're going to, Go for a quarterback, or even think about that in this year, uh, in the in the draft next year. I just uh, he's what they he's what they needed. I mean, Dobbs is a great story going to Minnesota because it, it kind of works out for everybody. You know, Dobbs gets to gets to stamp you know his kind of uh, seal on what he's doing, and then that clears the way for Murray to come in, and that's having an electric game. It's that classic, you know, uh, almost like a comeback game, like what with Pierce last week with the Raiders. You know, it's you know backs against the wall, odds against, and you know he showed up and he looked. He was electric, but not, like I said, not overly spectacular. But, you know, when he had the ball, you know, the crowd was buzzed. Yeah, and I'm just going to close out now with two rookie quarterbacks, two very, very, very different scenarios. One of which is Will Levis with the uh, Titans. Never really looked like they were going to do anything against against the Bucs. Since that opening game, he, which he threw the three touchdowns against the Falcons, he kind of regressed. Like he played well last week, struggled this week. 
And then obviously Tony DeVito, who's an undrafted rookie for the Giants. I was in a very difficult spot going into Dallas, but what this might be more so for the Giants was defensively to give up over 600 yards of offense to the Cowboys. Like, there's not many players missing on the, on the defense. We can argue well to get, we can argue the toss with the quarterback situation in the offense, but the, the defense is very much what he skills in terms of the players available. It felt like a bit of a down tool situation. You're tossing that one in. And obviously, Will Levis as well. We just showed the Bucks game because the Bucks were, were in control tonight in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Levis struggled. He struggled a lot. I mean, that's the growing pains with the league. You know, you have one spectacular, you know, game, and then you have a primetime game where you do just enough. And then, you know, you, you hit the grind of that one o'clock, four o'clock window. Um, you know, Buccaneers did just enough. They did enough, basically, just to, I mean, Levis was not, he was not anywhere today, really. That was a real struggle for him. The Giants, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you knew they were going to ship 40, 50 points. There was no other way around it. That's, that was on the cards. It does look like the down and tools. It's, uh, it's a horrible look. I mean, it's almost, it's almost as bad, if not worse, than the waning days of the Joe Judge era a couple of years ago. There's no fight. There's no intensity. I mean, I was big on Wink. I was big on Kafka. I was glad they came back and kept the crew together. But it does, there's, no, there's no fight. There's no energy. I mean, Dable's lost the team. They're they're shipping a ridiculous amount of points. They're almost a thing. They're a laughing stock of the league right now. Um, I mean, they've got to play the Eagles twice, and that's going to be ugly too. I I don't know. It's uh, the New York media is going to be fun tomorrow. It's going to be fun if you want if you get the chance tune into tune into the fan or to uh, the ESPN radio in New York tomorrow because it will be electric. They will be going in, and uh, you know. Depending on how the Jets do it tonight, it may it may be ninety percent Giants and where they're going from here because it is it's miserable. It's miserable. Yeah, it, it's carnage at the moment. There's kind of like I don't want to get too up in the Giants situation, but Giants fans were relieved and and, and I called her showing the show. I was kind of praising the fact that he never lost the offense corner, defense corner. The way teams are transported this season, you would think both of them are under under fire. I would imagine mm-hmm. one, if not two, would be relieved that the Jukies come the end of the season. Yeah, even so, I mean, I know the Giants don't te- they don't fire people during the season, but you know, Mara was Mara was all in last year. He said the Giants are back after the Minnesota win, and uh, you know we're we're right back in Joe Judge territory, if not worse. I just uh, I would not be surprised if someone's gone soon. You know, I don't special teams coach. I mean, he's been hanging by a thread. McCaw, he's been hanging by a thread for a long time. I don't think uh, I think Wink. I don't think he'd be pushed. I think he may. He may decide to leave at the end of the year because he's. They gave him the weapons, but I don't know what's going on. It's just, you know, they're 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 on the field a ridiculous amount of time. I got to bear that in mind because nobody's doing anything on the offense. So they're they're, you know, you can only ask so much. But I think with it might be time to move on from Kafka because, uh, you know, new coordinator, new uh, new quarterback, might be the move. Yeah, and that's not that's not figure out the, the Cowboys. Once it was probably a game that was a given for them. They've done really. At home this season, they've been forced to beat the Rams yeah. convincingly recently to beat the Giants, convincingly yeah. beat the Patriots convincingly. They're beating every team right now. It'll be interesting to see when the Eagles go into Dallas because Brandon went how close they were to beating them in Philadelphia last week. Sunday night football, the Raiders hosting the Jets. And you, you touched on it there. New York will be inspiring control tomorrow. Your thoughts ahead of this one? Uh, by the time people listen to this, they may already know the score. But um, I'm leaning Raiders in this one. I think uh, the Antonio Pierce... Um, that's what we say. The upward turn in Raiders' fortune might just continue for another week. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think they have enough. I think they have just enough. I think it's going to be one of those field goal games. Um, 
Uh, the Jets, you know, we all know we've we've all seen Wilson. It's not going to happen. They're trying every week. You know, the head coach has got no faith in him. He's just out there because of nobody else. Um, and you know, I know that the rest of the offense is is frustrated with what's going on. There's rumors of a little fraction between the defense and the offense. They're tired, but they're out there bowling and they're playing their playing their you know what's off. And they're out there again two minutes later because it's three and out. And um, I, I don't see I don't see New York doing anything tonight. I think there's another L. And uh, I like Raiders by three. That L could potentially end the Jets season in terms of being competitive for AFC work. I care on Really appreciate your your time in this. I know it's just after all the games you, you're going to. Take the Jets Raiders game in for us and cover it, Stephen. So we're really appreciate that, and really appreciate you coming on the show, Stephen. Look forward to having you on again. So, always a pleasure, Brian. Appreciate you, man.